was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey, Mr. Case. Lil Barron. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. Good. I'm doing good. good. So last week, we talked a little bit about high blood pressure. Oh, yes. You remember that, right? I do. Um, and gonna, salt. Yeah, and salt. <laughs> Sodium, that was one of the things mm-hmm. we talked about. We're going to kind of continue that trend just a little bit okay. with an article that I found written by Isadora Baum. It's in prevention, and it's called Six Foods That Are Pretty Bad for Your Heart. Oh. So I'm not going to have time to cover all six of them, Good. but I wanted to touch on it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I want to just touch on a few of them okay. that I think would be just good to be aware of. Okay. Right. Okay. And and again, the caveat of moderation and right. all you know, all those things still apply. Yes. But there are some things that are you know, kind of pretty bad for your heart, as the headline says. Okay. The first one, margarine. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you should so, eat butter? Well, so artificial trans fats that make up classic margarines. These mm-hmm. are the, you know, these are the ones from the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. They've all been banned. So, the, so you know the the stuff that's really bad for us is mm-hmm. is not available in the margin anymore. But margarine products swapped out those hydrogenated oils for palm oil, and it turns out that palm oil is eh, it's not that good for your heart. Ah. So there are there are oils that are actually good for you. Olive oil we know is mm-hmm. good. Avocado mm-hmm. oil is good for you. Uh, palm oil not so much. Okay. So if you have a choice, avoid the margarine. That's okay. step number one. Yeah, I'm <laughs> okay. in. I'm in. <laughs> number two, this one surprised surprised me. It might surprise you. Things that you know, trying to avoid things that are bad for your heart. Fat free salad dressing. What? Yeah. So you would think fat free. That's got to be good for me, right? Well, yeah. So this is really interesting. We spent a long time saying avoid fat, no mm-hmm. fat, fat free, and consequently the whole processed food industry, you know, took out all the fats of everything, but then they just dumped back in the sugar, right? Right. right. So we've we've kind of had this, you know, this decade or or more of avoid the fat, avoid the fat, and we're starting to see that change. Mm-hmm. The medical advice is changing on that. So here's the deal: fats have more calories per gram than carbs carbohydrates and protein, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is an essential nutrient that you must eat enough of each day and ideally include in nearly every meal and snack. So Mm -hmm. this is kind of different direction than we've received for a while. Uh, You also need fat to absorb fat soluble vitamins. So for example, vitamins D and E help support good heart health. But if you're eating a meal with them that doesn't provide adequate fat, then they just might work their way all the way through your system and be excreted. Vitamin D deficiency may increase the risk of heart attack while vitamin E is an antioxidant that protects vascular cells. And we, we need fat to absorb those vitamins. So when you're looking at salad dressing, Go with full fat or low fat. They're saying low fat is okay too, but yeah, full fat dressing. Yeah, I can dressings. have my ranch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not endorsing any individual products. I'm just sharing the article with you. So, uh, another one quickly, uh, energy drinks. Oh. Well, that probably... You know, you, you got to yeah. know that these things yeah. are not like a health food, right? Yeah. So marketing of these energy drinks may make you think that you need them to feel energized. But the reality is that on top of high doses of caffeine, which mm-hmm. we all know about, mm-hmm. they also contain mixtures of other stimulants that are really not very well regulated oh. and have no established upper limit values. Huh. So while the term, you know, proprietary blend makes it sound kind of elitist and it's mm-hmm. like this is the good stuff, Americans often have the thought that more is better 
when compounds in these blends are present. But the reality is these drinks have been linked to cardiac events, especially when mixed with alcohol or taken Mm. before or during exercise. So we want to be careful about those energy drinks and those with high blood pressure are at an especially high risk or you know, for adverse reactions. So the recommendation is to ditch these and just go with coffee or tea instead, or just eat energy boosting foods like a high protein snack to wake that body and mind up and get on with your day. Some of the consider again, I'm not endorsing or or anything. I'm not downplaying anything. I'm just sharing the article. (laughs) I have some people who really, really like the energy drinks. I personally, that's not my style, but I know a lot of people like it. The last one that I want to touch on, and there are a couple of others that I'm not going to get to. um, But the last one I want to touch on is fried food. Well, I hate oh, that one. Yeah, that one doesn't come as a surprise <laughs> to any of us, no. right? But the breading and the oil yeah. bump of the calories, and it's not like they're good calories right. that we're talking about here, right? Calories that I'm are- I'm sure de- it's not olive oil. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. So calories devoid of nutrients are what we often call empty calories, except that's not how they make you feel, right. right? You eat these fried foods and these empty calories can actually leave you feeling bloated and a diet that is rife with them can often lead to weight gain, which can lead to weight-related heart health issues. Yeah. You see the whole domino oh, yeah. effect here, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's fine to partake once in a while. Yeah. You know, you want to have some French fries or fried chicken. That's once in a while, moderation and all yeah. things. It's not a big problem, but just don't go making fry fried foods your right. go-to for the way that you cook. And the well, way good. Two out every, of four isn't yeah. bad. <laughs> You know, 50% is still still an F, right? Right. (laughs) We're all just doing our best, right? right? We're all just trying to do our best. Just trying to share some information that (laughs) might be helpful when it comes to our heart health. So, and you know, your heart's pretty important. It is. Yeah. So I'm attached to it. Just a few, for sure. For sure. Just a few things to think about when we're talking about our heart health. So Lil, today's guest is an exercise physiologist from Intermountain Healthcare's Live Well Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, a repeat customer as well. We've yes. had Shanda on the show before. So mm-hmm. welcome once again to Shanda Vanneman. Welcome back to the show. Yes. Thank you very much. Great to be here with you both. So you are in the health and wellness industry. <laughs> what, what do you think about what I just shared? Anything ring true or is that article just way off base? No, I, I think it definitely rings true. And I definitely have some coworkers that wouldn't be very happy with the energy <laughs> in there, but moderation is a good thing. And But I was already jumping into the fact that our topic today of mindfulness is going to continue to help your heart health and your blood pressure. So we're, we're right on right on key with that too. Well, you, you have definitely segued right into what we want to talk about. Right. So let's talk a little bit about mindfulness. Let's define it. First of all, what is mindfulness? And then we're going to also get a little bit into how it relates to the way that we sleep, right? Yes, we are. And you're right. Mindfulness um, can just be a buzzword these days for lots of things. But um, what I'm talking about is is really from John Kabat-Zinn's work and his definition that mindfulness is being present in, in this moment is, uh, you know, it's just to to make a connection. And I think we've all driven somewhere and arrived there and have like no recollection (laughs) of the past 10 minutes. I knew where I was going. I realized that I've made it, but I don't know how I got here. Right? right? Did I? <laughs> Amazingly, yeah, yeah. So mindfulness is bringing our, our mind where our body is, so that we're we're in the present moment. Okay, I like that definition, and that makes sense. So 
it's a practice that we ought to, you know, be thinking about and consider in, in every aspect of our life, whether that's eating or exercise or being with family or whatever. Mindfulness is a practice that I think can benefit all of us. Let's talk a little bit about how it relates to sleep. Yeah. And, you know, Kyle, the interesting thing, I, so I've, I've actually been doing some research. I just finished up a master's degree last year and was doing research. Thank you very much. <laughs> But doing specifically on um, mindfulness and sleep, and there are 50 to 70 million Americans struggle with some sort of sleep disorder problem. And we were all chatting, you know, before, <laughs> nothing quite like a good night's sleep. Right. And unfortunately, sometimes that's few and far between for, for folks. Mm-hmm. And then especially as you get older, the 50 and older group, they're 50% of them are, are having struggles with sleep of some sort. And so when you think about it, it's the ability to fall asleep, to stay asleep. And then if you do have to wake up to be able to go back to sleep and and having that full duration um, of sleep. And even, you know, as you get older, it's not usually a time issue that, you know, there's usually the time to stay in the bed, the seven to nine recommended hours, but just not able to, not able to stay asleep. Yeah. So in your research, because this is something that kind of rings true to me, um, you know, I've talked to my mom regularly about she just has a hard time staying asleep. You know, she goes to bed at a reasonable time, but by 3 a.m. she's awake and, you know, you can stay there and stare at the ceiling for so long, but eventually, you know, she gets up and starts doing stuff. So, so in your research, do you, do we know why it is that as we age, it gets harder to sleep? What's going on there? So there, there can be lots of lots of different issues um, going up, but the one that that I'll focus in on, um, particularly for mindfulness, is the mind itself. Is that often we're solving a problem? There's some sort of stress in life, whatever it might be. Even being stressed about not being able to sleep can keep us awake, right? Oh no, here we go again, and it just perpetuates that not being able to sleep. And so I think a really important component of it is is to really be aware of the mind and and what's going on. And so people will say, oh, I can't shut off my mind. It's not that we're trying to shut it off because the mind's not made to shut off. Yeah, there's it's no being, switch, right? There's no switch. That'd be great, right? Click. Yes. <laughs> you go to sleep, <laughs> click, back on. Yeah, it's, it's not made to do that. But we want to be able to um, focus our attention or bring it into the present moment because you're not in the present moment if you're solving any problem or ruminating over what has been happening maybe a really long time ago. It may not even be in the immediate future. We clearly have plenty of things to worry about in our present (laughs) day (laughs) and problems to solve and such. You know, and often we'll joke, oh, I was up solving, you know, solving the world's problems. All the problems (laughs) of the world last night, right? Yeah. And clearly it's not helpful to us. We We all know that we wake up not feeling well and um, and, and, and all the processes that need to happen while we sleep, all the cleaning up of, you know, balancing everything, getting everything to homeostasis or whatever, all, all, the, all the things that happen when we're resting. And then particularly for athletes, all the restoration that needs to happen is hard. As important it is to work out, it's important to sleep and to be able to do your next workout again. You've got to have had a good night's sleep and be restored and ready to go again. So, so for me, if I can um, even just dive into that, to, to some of that mindfulness part of it is yeah. to be able to recognize where the mind's going and just to bring it back in the present moment. So it's as simple as, um, as focusing in on breath is a, is a huge way to be able to do it. So literally just 
being aware that I'm breathing right now and feeling, okay, the inhale and the exhale. And for some people that can be a focus at the belly or at the chest or at the nostrils, but then you're in the present moment. You have to be right here with this breath. If you're feeling it right coming Mm -hmm. in and going out. So even something as simple as that can really just help people to, um, let the mind calm enough or even get bored enough <laughs> to fall asleep. <laughs> so let me, let me just ask this. Uh, yeah. This is something that, you know, my wife and I have actually talked about. She's found a, a I don't know if it's an article or an app, but there's something about breathing in for a certain number of counts and then breathing out for twice that number. So like breathing in for four, breathing out for eight. Do, do you know anything about that? Is that something that plays into this idea of mindfulness as well? Yeah. So anytime you're focused in on the present moments, if you're focusing on your breath, you're being mindful. And so that is a breathing technique and is often one that is very relaxing um, because it's it's a longer exhale. And so finding that double the exhale, whatever your inhale is and doubling the exhale can be a really um, beneficial breath to do. In John Kabat-Zinn's work, it's mindfulness-based stress reduction is the program itself just focusing in on the breath and not even trying to change it, but just being aware that you're breathing is one of the practices there as well as, um, have you heard of progressive muscle relaxation? Isn't that when you kind of take a muscle group and move like down your body intentionally trying to relax or am I off base on that? It, no, so, so Something the, like that. Yes. So you're focused in on one particular group, but it's actually like contracting and releasing. So even like right now, we could all just squeeze up our fist really tight for just a few seconds and then release. And that release, you can feel that like the muscles are releasing. So sometimes we don't even know how tense we are, but by creating the tension and then purposely creating the relaxation, we can start to realize like, okay, I'm relaxed. So at nighttime to fall asleep, you can just start down at your feet contract the feet, relax the feet, just work your way systematically up the body. And then often people don't even get all the way up to the head <laughs> because they're relaxed enough to fall asleep. Well, this is good. So, so yeah. for me, I feel like it would be contract the feet, work the Charlie horse out of the bottom of my foot. <laughs> don't squeeze that hard. <laughs> I'm very mindful of this Charlie horse right now. I, I, I'm getting focused on the present. <laughs> so don't squeeze that hard. Don't squeeze that hard. Okay. And okay. Maybe so drink just some contract more water. and then relax. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Contract and relax as you go up through the body. But you also brought up and really John Kabat-Zinn's focuses on what he calls a body scan. So without that contracting, you can do the same thing, but just draw awareness to your feet. Like even right now, you could you could sense them in whatever position they're on, like on the floor as you're standing there. You know, do you feel more pressure under the right foot or the left foot? Or can you sense the socks on your feet or the, the if you're in bed, you know, the sheets on your feet, what have you. Just bringing awareness to that, again, brings you into the present moment and you just systematically do that same thing, just working your way up the body. So I like this. I do like this concept of just being mindful and being intentional, how it can just free you from thinking about all those abstract problems of the world that we referred to. And it sounds so simple yeah. and yet isn't like it's the simplicity of it that makes it work. Right. Right. And it's also interesting. It's not taking away those problems, right? Right. You don't wake up in the morning and they're gone, but you're sure better able to, they're still that, but you're sure better able to handle them. Right. Versus not having had a good night's sleep. Right. Um, And I think that that's the thing too, is that, yeah, we're just bringing awareness here, allow ourselves to do what we need to do right now. Really worrying about things all night long doesn't help anyone or any situation. I think rarely 
is it beneficial? Yeah, the, the yeah. problems are still there that way yeah. as well. They didn't disappear because right. you worried about them the whole night long, right? Right, right. So, so we've the, sleep is a topic that we kind of touch on somewhat regularly on yeah. the show because it's so important and it, it covers everything from like what you said, uh, you know, heart health to just overall well being. There's a lot of compelling research about dementia and Alzheimer's that's connected to sleep. We've we've got to get that REM sleep so that our our brain can clean out the toxins of, of the day. And if we don't, then they stay there, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, there's some compelling research saying that's that's part of you know some of the Alzheimer's and the dementia issue that we're dealing with. Um, what are other like long-term chronic health risks that are you know potentially going to plague us if we can't get this sleep thing figured out? Well, you started talking about hypertension, actually, and you know, in your opening that um, that's definitely one. Other heart conditions and things that can come up, just bad mood, even in and of itself, it can become chronic. Yeah, <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest, right? Nobody's right. happy after two hours of sleep. No. And then when it's night after night, you know, there's lots of challenges that way. But it's really, I mean, the list really just is kind of as long as, you know, you can go with just with different health issues that can happen, particularly heart issues. Yeah. So you're saying this mindfulness, you can do it when you first get in bed. But like, my problem is I can fall asleep just like that. But then at two o'clock in the morning, I'm wide awake and you can do it then too. That's exactly right. To put you right back to sleep is to use that body scan or the contracting relaxation. Kind of just to, it's a good way to just kind of check in with your body. Like, what do you need? Do you need to feel that relaxation? It might be nice to actually squeeze the muscles. And if you don't, yep, just start right back down at the feet and just bring awareness to them. And you're just trying to see like, what, what do you feel? Is there a temperature to it? Do you feel hot or cold? Or do you, you know, for some people, if there's um, trouble like uh, neuropathy or something, you may feel some like tingling or something like that, or no sense at all. And that's fine too. Like you're just being aware of like, what do I feel at my feet right now? And the same thing as you just systematically work your way up the body. Hmm. So there you go. I'm going to remember tonight that. at two o'clock yes. in the morning when, you, <laughs> when you're staring at the ceiling, <laughs> try that contract and relax. <laughs> going exercise. To. It's a great idea. It's it is not one that I've used before personally, but it makes a lot of sense. I just continue to worry. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's get so, mindful. Right. Right. <laughs> So these are some things that we can do once we get into bed or after Mm -hmm. we've been in bed for a while. Is there anything that we ought to consider as we're winding up our day and approaching bedtime? Anything that could be helpful in that realm? Yeah, definitely a a sleep hygiene. Um, And and really, it's not even just right before bed. It's really to be mindful of it all day long. I mean, from being outside, getting plenty of sunshine to help with the circadian rhythms, you know, in the body to help with melatonin, all of that is important. And then if you are a caffeine drinker, we talked about some some of those drinks, (laughs) you know, earlier too, of being mindful of how late in the day that you're drinking those and how that affects because just stimulants can keep you awake. But then all the all the other things as far as like disconnecting from whatever it might be that kind of winds you up, just trying to give yourself some disconnect time and then finding a routine really that works. I mean, there is a laundry list of things that you could do and I'm probably not going to do all of them, but finding those things that just help you let go and, and prepare for bed. Like it sleeps just as important as everything else that we do. And so really just making it a, what do you need that's going to help support your sleep? 
I like that. And that, yeah. that really feels mindful as well. Yeah. Find the things that work. Don't, don't get stressed out about, oh, there's 32 things that I'm supposed to do. That's what I heard on the radio today. And I, I didn't get them all done. And then <laughs> you're, you're back in the same problem right. that you were before. But finding that thing that works for you, that the rhythm, that cycle, that, you know, that again, that list that works for you. I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now you had mentioned Shanda before we got on the air that you might have a little exercise for us. I'm a little nervous, but <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I going to go what, sleep? What, what right did here? you? Yeah. What did you have in mind? <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely love to walk you through it because it's mindfulness is still it, it's this thing that like maybe we've heard about, but a little unsure, or maybe even tried some different techniques and maybe liked or didn't like them, whatever it is. So yeah, so I would love to take you through a practice. And even I, I know both of you are standing there. It's a great place to be. <laughs> but if you want to just center yourself so that you're on both feet. Okay. And if you're comfortable, you can close your eyes. If you, and if you're driving, then please don't do this later. <laughs> Remember let me, it and do let it Let me later. emphasize that. Right. If you're driving right <laughs> don't now, close please your don't. Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but when you have time, you can close your eyes or you can just gaze down the nose or the cheekbones and just take a deep breath in and a deep exhale. I'm really just noticing how it feels to breathe in, to take the air in. And then just to let it out. And draw awareness down to your feet, noticing how they feel right now. Do you feel any sensations down in your feet? Or no sensations at all? And take a deep breath then. And as you exhale, let the awareness just draw up through the legs. Checking in, noticing there's any particularly strong sensation more on the right side or the left side. Take a deep breath in. And exhaling, continuing all the way up through the body, even widening the view to take in the whole body from the head to the feet. And just noticing if maybe there's a strong sensation that you feel. Taking in another deep breath and a deep exhale. And you can let your eyes open when you're ready to close them. Lil, Lil, open your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So I, I loved that that was so simple, yeah. right? I think, you know, this, like you said, mindfulness is a buzzword and yet it's kind of this abstract idea that maybe it's hard to kind of wrap your head and, right. and your, your arms around, but something as simple as that yeah. could be, I can see how you I'm can, you can leave it. that relaxed, right? So, you know, if you're, if you're listening, uh, live on the radio station again we hope that you kept your eyes open and you just you know acknowledge that this was happening um but this is a good maybe plug to get on the podcast because i can imagine just using that 60 seconds 70 seconds whatever it was shanda to kind of just center yourself yeah in the uh, evening time to get ready to go to bed and get a good night's sleep which is what we all want Right. right (laughs) <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shanda, that's all the time that we have to visit with you, but thank you. Thanks, yes. thanks for your information, your expertise for the exercise. And uh, this, sleep is so important. It's, it can be overstated. It's so yeah. important. Thanks for you know, bringing some uh, important points to the front and uh, yeah. just reminders for each of us. Yeah. My thank pleasure. You. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. <laughs> 
We'll have to have you back another time and and continue the mindfulness discussion. Yes, please do. All right. Thank you. So are you relaxed? Yes, I'm going. (laughs) Go take a little nap. That's okay. That's okay. Before you go, let me share just a few quick reminders with you. Number one, registration for the games is open. Don't miss out. Now's the time to get registered. It's easy to do. It's all available on our website at seniorgames.net. If the sport happens to be closed and there's a couple of them that are closed, just a couple, Mm -hmm. but if it is closed, get on the waiting list, right? We want to get as many people in as we can, but we can't get you in if you're not on that waiting list. Once again, all that registration information, as well as schedules, dates, rules, all at seniorgames.net. This year, we've been talking about it all year long. We're just going to keep talking about it because it's so exciting. It's our 35th anniversary. And one of the ways that we're celebrating is to give away 35 registration fee waivers. If you haven't already, you're going to want to follow us on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter. Make sure that you don't miss out on any opportunities to get your 2020 two registration fee waived for right. the games. If you've already registered, we'll, we'll waive that fee right. for you. Excuse me, not waive, but reimburse you your yeah. registration fee. So you're not out uh, anything by right. having already registered. You can find us on all these social media platforms at World Senior Games. Uh, also open your emails that we send you. Mm-hmm. We send you out a monthly email, just a little newsletter with information in it. A lot of times we're going to have opportunities to win registration fee waivers there as yep. well. So all of that, uh, keep that in mind for this year, our 35th anniversary year. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And then, of course, as you know, we take this live show, we turn it into a podcast and you can grab that podcast anywhere where you like to subscribe to your favorite podcast. And all these shows are available also at seniorgames.net. Today's inspirational thought, it comes from Robert Collier. It says, success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. It's simple, right? Mm -hmm. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.